0: Hi, my name is Paul Carolli, and I host a podcast called Changing Denver. It's a monthly show about our city's physical spaces, how we make them, and how they make us. But it's so much more than that. It's the conversations, ideas, and stories that define Denver's perpetual state of flux. Find more from our team at changingdenver.com and join the conversation on Twitter, at Changing Denver. Denver's changing. We can help. The John of All Trades Podcast is a part of the Denver Podcast Network in the Shadow of the Mountains. We speak. You have all made it through the damn. You have all made it, made it, made it. Coming to you from the X Access. It's John of All Trades with your host. John X. Welcome, welcome, welcome to John's Audio Resume Volume 6. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. And when last you left me, I was wrapping up a job doing property maintenance in a job that I loathed. That job was not fun. Make no mistake, outside of maybe the lesson I learned about Insane Clown Posse, not a lot to be gained there except... Manual labor, not my favorite thing in the world, very hard, and just overall not really enjoyable. So, got a lead on another job as I was sort of suffering through this one. My buddy Connor, he was one of my best friends. Still, I count him as one of the best friends of my entire life, was working for a company called Sports Rack. Now, Sports Rack sold like Yakima and Thule Roof racks, uh, hitch-mounted bike racks, trailer hitches themselves. We did, like, brake controllers, too. So, like, if you're towing something, you need, like, a brake controller if it's really heavy on the back. I didn't really understand how that worked at the time. It took me forever. I don't think I even sold one. But basically vehicle accessories. So he said there was an opening. They needed some summer help. So I went and did my interview. And sure enough, I got it. And quick note about me. If I can get an interview somewhere, the chances are pretty high that I'm going to get the job. I interview really, really well. It's one of my skills. Connecting with people, reading them, figuring out what their needs are. Tangentially, it also, even though I claim not to like it, makes me pretty good at sales too. So interviewed there. It was pretty easy. They offered me a job. I was able to quit. And I said goodbye to the property maintenance world forever, really. I mean, I never went back to that. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So here I am. I start with this new company. It's a whole world that I don't really care about. I'm not super outdoorsy. And so we're selling bike racks. I think I had a bike at this point. I'm not really sure. Uh, but like ski racks, I did ski. Kayak racks, uh, there was one dude who came in at one point during my sort of tenure there, and he asked me in like the broiest way possible. He looked like you know a crusty, like earthy, extreme sports hippie kind of guy, and he wants to buy a kayak rack, I think. And he goes, "Dude, do you paddle?" And I'm like, "I'm sorry." And he's like, "Dude, do you paddle?" And I'm like, "I, uh, forgive me, I don't know what you're referring to." And he's like, do you kayak, bro? He's like, I'm guessing not, since you didn't know it was paddle. And I'm like, no, I don't paddle, as it were. I'm sorry. But I'm um, happy to sell this rack so that you can get out there and paddle to your heart's content. And I don't remember if I made that sale or not, but whatever. Anyway, so I get started there. I get acclimated to all the things that we sell. The other component of this job. So this job pays pretty well. It's like eight fifty an hour per Uh, plus commission. And so we got like 3% on everything we sold. So it's like 3% of margin virtually. If you don't know this about real retail, the wholesale price is roughly half of what the retail price is. So it's about a hundred percent markup on anything that you buy retail. So we got three and a half percent on profit. And then any install we booked, we got 10%. So not a bad gig. And installs were anywhere from like 15 bucks where that's essentially you put a, uh, like a hitch mounted bike rack into someone's hitch. It's like the easiest install there is. Or like, uh, if you put a cargo box, you know, when you see those big boxes on top of people's cars, we sold those and installed those. That was an easy install. That was like 15 bucks too, um, to like a base rack. So like the towers, they're called those clip into the door frame. Or, you know, like they, uh, if you have like a track on top of your car, uh, the towers are what support the crossbars. So the base rack was like 40 bucks. We could install a whole track system where essentially you drill holes into the top of your car, put a track there, and then you could move the bars and you could add and move around accessories as needed. That was like 200 bucks. And I actually sold a couple of those my time there. The install not as great. And that brings me to another point, installing not my forte. I am not good at that. My dad will tell you he's like all thumbs. He's not real good at installing stuff. He tried to install a chandelier in our dining room in our first house and caught it on fire. But you know, he's dealing with electricity. It's wiring. I wouldn't mess with electricity. I don't know that you could pay me enough to sort of like feel my way through installing something that involved electricity. But they don't know this. I tell them, yeah, you know, I'm pretty good with my hands. I, you know, again, I interview really, really well. So I tell them sort of what they need to hear. My first day there, there's like this van and I got to put the towers and the crossbars and this cargo box on. And all I have is is the instructions. And I'm going through, it takes me like all day. And they're like, still working on that rack, huh? I'm like, you know. I am. Sorry. Whatever. Now, okay. Eventually, I got to the point where I was good and serviceable enough with a roof rack. And roof racks are no great mystery. They're pretty easy. Once you've done, like, five of them, you kind of get a handle on it. You understand that, like, when you measure... You need to account for a half inch because when you tighten it down, the bars are going to adjust. You tighten it, the thing moves. Hitches, on the other hand, so you've got a trailer hitch it goes on the back of your car. In some cases, like the easiest hitch you can do is a Ford Explorer hitch with, I think the company one of the companies we used was called Draw Tight. So Draw Tight hitch on a Ford Explorer is pretty easy. There's like six bolts. There's holes in the frame of the Explorer. You just tighten it right in. You you tighten it down to a certain level of foot pounds per torque, but other hitches, you'd put it up against like the frame and you go, how the hell does this attach? I have no idea. This doesn't seem to line up with anything on here whatsoever. What the hell do I do at that point? Sometimes you got to drill holes in the hitch. And you got to drill holes in the frame of the car. Now, I don't know about you, but I personally, and actually not before or since, have drilled holes into the frame of a car. You've got a hot drill, and you're drilling into metal. And when you drill, you know, you're you're making a hole. So these hot metal shavings would fall. Now, you're under the car. So you're pointing the drill up, and the hot metal shavings will fall on your face, down your sleeve it's miserable it's awful if you've never felt like a red hot metal shaving on your skin i recommend against it if this were a yelp review zero stars do not attempt now that's if you're good at it if you are good at this kind of thing that still happens enter me and i suck at this i am so bad at this I did a Ford Explorer hitch that I'm like, okay, that looks good. Tighten it down. (laughs) Connor comes in and my boss comes in and they go, did you install this? And I go, yeah. They're like, does that look done to you? I go, it did. they're like, look at it. It's hanging down. Did you just tighten this down to finger tight? Like, did you just with your hands? Like, Hey, the screws are in. We're done now. Perfect. And I'm like, no, I thought I used the torque wrench, but evidently I need to take remedial classes in torque wrench ology. They tightened it down. I go, oh yeah, look at that. That looks much better. So from that point forward, I became known as finger tight. So, you know, that was a cool nickname to have. I've always wanted a cool work nickname. Finger tight isn't exactly what I had in mind, but you know, what are you going to do? So I worked with Connor for a while. He was in the golden store. I moved down to the Denver store. Now this was at like Broadway and Maple. So, I think there's like a snowboard shop there now. But we had some install bays. We had a big, you know, showroom. And overall, it wasn't bad. It was it was pretty fun working there. I was good at sales, too. Um they taught us like there was this whole tutorial about add-on sales. So I sold a guy like a hitch-mounted cargo box, and I go, "Would you like a locking hitch pin with that?" And he goes, what's that? And I explained it to him. And, you know, it was like 50 extra bucks. But afterward, my boss goes, nice job on that add-on sale. I'm like, yes, well, I listen. Uh, Not when it comes to installing, but with sales, yes, I tend to retain it a little bit better. Um, Additionally, Thule had a whole, and by the way, just for my own sanity, because I'm living through this again. So I had this job in like 2001, and I ended up working there again in 2002, and I would come home over holiday breaks, and I'd pick up shifts there, too. <laughs> but uh, Thule has – oh, what I was going to say was it's pronounced Thule, T-H-U-L-E, right? It is a Swedish company, and I think if you're being super correct about it, it's Thule. But it's Thule. People would come in every day and be like, do you have any Thule racks? Or fuel? Do you carry fuel? And I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. It's not Christmas. And you're looking for a Yule log. We do carry Thule, however. Again, this is something I never said. But seriously, it's Thule. Okay? If you're looking at it, just remember that. Because there is some poor schmuck who sells these products who has to go through that every single day of their lives. And if you save – if I, by doing this, have saved one interaction of that – I have made them probably 1% more sane on a day-to-day basis. So anyway, public service announcement, it's Thule. They have a whole online training program, and once you're done with it, assuming you pass, there's like a series of tests, you become a certified Thule racket scientist. They send you a certificate and everything. You can put it on the wall. I don't know what happened to mine. I don't care. And also... If you wanted me to install a roof rack today, I probably couldn't do it. I mean, I could, like I could get there, but I wouldn't be fast. You wouldn't think I'd ever like worked in this industry ever, but, uh, it's one of those skills that I had for a while has now gone, but what are you going to do? Anyway, sales was good. Sales was very natural to me, but this is the part where, I express empathy for retail workers. Now, we've done this before. Manual labor people, blue-collar folks, people out there breaking their bodies every day to earn a living. God love them. They are the fiber that makes this country go. Mike Rowe, who hosted Dirty Jobs, which in a lot of ways is the spiritual inspiration of this show, talks about this all the time. Sort of... The, the need for work, the, the need for tradesmen, for skilled laborers. You know, it's not all about a four-year degree. We need tradespeople, and we need people who use their hands and their bodies for work. I've had a couple of jobs like that now. Also, restaurant industry. Anytime you work in food service, your empathy for that sector goes up immensely. Here's the third one, retail. Working retail is... I wouldn't say it's thankless because like I got paid commission and that was really cool, but it is challenging dealing with customers who are unreasonable, uh, customers who for whatever reason, immediately have a bad attitude when they come in and talk to you. It's tough. It's frustrating. And I'll, I'll give you one example here. Actually, I'll give you a couple. There was one guy who came in and he's like, okay, okay. I don't need you to show me every expensive piece of shit in here. All right. And those were his, his, his exact words. That was his opening. I don't need you to show me every expensive piece of shit in here. I just need something to carry my bikes on the hitch. Can you show me that? I'm like, well, here's a nice piece of shit. And I walked him through it and I go, this one is much cheaper than Yakima or Tuli. It's our in-house brand. It's called BVG. Uh, it has these features, et cetera, et cetera. For my money, uh, as far as hitch mounted bike racks go, it's the best piece of shit you're going to buy. And he's like, all right. So I connected with the the customer right there. It was fantastic. Another guy. <laughs> and this is like, this is a classic retail story. I have closed up for the night. So I've gone through my entire closeout procedure where I count the register. Uh, I go, I go through all the credit card receipts. I put them in this packet. Uh, I email them to... Like our finance person, you have to do that every day. I go through, do a certain thing with the inventory. I lock the door. I turn off the lights. I put the money in the safe, you know, the days take, uh, and all the receipts, blah, blah, blah. So there's like all these things that I have to do. It takes like a half an hour. So let's call it seven o'clock when I lock the doors and start doing this. Takes me about a half hour. I'm back in the back putting everything in the safe and there's this. Just forlorn-looking dipshit standing outside the door. Like, it's all glass on the outside of this shop. And if you drive by there, Broadway and Maple, you'll see it. So if you're going southbound, it's right by this bar called Sobo 151, which is one of my favorite bars. It's like this Czech-themed bar where you can get Czech beer, and they have all this really cool, like, Czech food. It's fantastic. Uh, It's also a hockey bar, so if you're watching hockey, there's no better place in the city to watch. But... He's standing outside. Lights are off. We're clearly closed. I've put the clothes sign up. And he's just standing there, and he's got his his roof rack. He's got like a ski rack just in his arms. He's got it cradled like a fucking baby. And so I unlock the door, and I open it up. I'm like, uh, can I help you, sir? And he's like, my rack didn't come with the clips, so I could put it on, on the top of my car. And I go, oh, okay. Well, we're actually closed right now. And he goes, but I my, I can't put, and I'm like, all right, just come in, just come in for a second. And so in the back, we have like a whole shelf with all these different bins that has extra clips and attachments and just like miscellaneous spare parts. I see what kind of rack he has. I grab the appropriate clips and I think the appropriate screws. And I just, I'm like, here you go. This, this should go. I'm sorry. That wasn't included. By this point, he's put his rack on the counter. He's got a fucking book and he's got like a pair of sunglasses and he wants to like make a purchase. And I go, "Sir, like do you want to buy these things?" And he goes, "Yeah, well, I was just looking around." And I, you know, I I thought this book and I'm like, "Sir, we're closed. We've been closed for a half an hour." And he goes, "I'll pay cash." And I'm like, "Sir, my register is shut down. I've already sent the day's finance report." The money is in the safe. I cannot make you change right now. And I can't open the safe until the morning. And so he's like, "Mm." and like, he doesn't get it. Like, he's looking at me like I have two fucking heads. Like, but I want to buy these things and I'm already in your store. And it's like, sir, fucking grow half a brain for like two seconds. And listen to what I'm saying to you. I open the door because you're standing there looking like a lost puppy with your fucking roof rack and I'm happy to get you the clips that you need, but I cannot make any other transactions. You were here after business hours. I'm doing this out of the goodness of my heart. I don't say any of this. I'm thinking it. And he just sort of was like, Oh, okay. And he puts it down. I'm like, if you'd like to come back, our here's when our hours are, that dumb son of a bitch never ever came back. And as I'm reflecting on it now, as I'm telling this story, he probably wanted to like make a transaction to make it worth my while, which in retrospect is very sweet, but at the time, very annoying. When you're dealing with customers all day, the last thing you want is someone to wander in with five minutes to go, much less a half hour after you're closed. So just recognize your situation. Recognize that the world does not revolve All around you, right? That's important. And it builds our collective empathy. So that's my public service announcement. Now, something else to note about this job. So this is retail, but not like in a traditional sense. You know, you're not working at like Bath and Body Works or Bed Bath and Beyond or, you know, Target or something. So this is a specialty shop. And the people who work there are either really enthusiastic about the types of stuff that we sell. Like, we had one guy who bought, like, a whole, like, brush guard for the front of his truck. And, he had, like, it was fully outfitted. And we had these Chevy Avalanches that were branded and, you know, had racks. It, it had the whole deal. It was just a, a moving billboard for the company. And then there were, like, people like me just sort of who found their way into this job. And then there was this guy, Doug, I worked with. And Doug was like in his fifties and smoked constantly, just roughly somewhere between a hundred and 300,000 cigarettes a day and answered every question and started every sentence by going, ah, had a mustache. And so for a while I called him, ah, Doug, <clears throat> nice guy. And the weird thing about Doug is, He didn't need the job. He didn't need the money. Because Doug, I think, held a patent. And this was told to me. I don't know if this is true or not. But held the patent on the flash button on, like, old touchtone phones. You remember the flash button? So you could, like, switch over to the other line when you had call waiting. You'd hit flash, and then it would go over to the other line. You hit flash again, and it came back. Whereas previously, you know, you had to, like, like, press the thing to hang up and go to the other line. He invented the flash button. So he had plenty of money, but the speculation was he was working there to just stay away from his wife. I think I am not really sure again. I'm just guessing here, but yeah, Doug was a weird cat. I liked him a lot. Uh, My boss was this cat named Ryan and Ryan was a good dude. He was pretty bro. Um, But a good boss. He was fair. He worked hard. Uh, gave me good hours. Uh, I, I liked working with him a lot. I worked with my best friend, Connor. That was fun. Sometimes we'd get to collaborate. Uh, that was, it was fairly rare. Connor ended up being a master tech there. He could install anything. He was really, really good at it and used to give me shit constantly for how much I sucked at it, which I thoroughly deserved. You know, I mean, <laughs> what can you say? Uh, let's call a spade a shovel here. I sucked at it. He was great at it. And uh, he got me the job, so what else could I possibly say about him? (coughs) Okay. One thing about retail is the slow times, the downtimes are like death. For as annoying as it is dealing with a customer, it is way worse when there are no customers. Because you're sitting in this shop, there's like no TV, like we'd listen to the radio and stuff. But on Sundays, I'd work by myself. And I remember thinking, I'm like, yeah, I'll take home all the sales myself. Fantastic. I'm thrilled to do that. And then it's like, oh, this is why they only staff one person on Sundays. People don't shop for this kind of stuff on Sunday, which felt weird to me. But I realized later that everyone was out doing the shit that they were buying the racks for. Another sort of odd quirk about this job was since it was downtown, I can count. This is more than a handful of times that this happened, and usually it was like land rovers who have a really high profile they 'd get a ski rack, drive immediately over to Cherry Creek Mall, and rip that some bitch right off their roof, hitting the top of the Cherry Creek parking garage. It was amazing, it was uncanny. People would leave our shop and then within forty five minutes would call us and be like. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I messed up my rack. And I'm like, you're at the Cherry Creek Parking Garage, aren't you? And they're like, how did you know? I'm like, eh, not the first time. <laughs> what are you going to do? So that was always funny. Um, and then, like, you'd meet nice people doing this, too. Just, like, honest, hardworking people who were really sweet. There were these two guys who came in and were trying to put a cargo box on this really small car. It was like a Honda Civic or something. And... It was right around closing time. And I'm like, do you want me to install it? It's like 15 bucks. And they go, no, nah, man, we'll figure it out. And I see them as I'm doing my closeout procedures. I see them in the parking lot trying to figure this out. And at this point, cargo boxes were really easy. And I could install one of in my sleep in about 10 minutes at that point. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I just went outside. I put the phone in my pocket, the store phone. And I'm like, look, fellas. You're going to be here all night trying to figure this out. Let me just do this. I'll do it for free. Just consider it a public service. So, you know, put these plates in here, these screws here, put it on the crossbars here. Bada bing, bada boom, we're all done. And they go, oh, wow, thanks, man. And they just took whatever cash they had in their pocket and gave it to me. It ended up being like 14 bucks. So, like, they essentially paid for the install anyway. Here's the secret. I ended up not... (laughs) Uh, counting that as a sale, and just pocketed the cash. Uh, Hopefully Sports Rack, which I think goes by another name now. They're like Rack and Road or Rack and Go. They're not even in Colorado anymore. Uh, And by the way, I met the owners once. They're really nice dudes too. Um, It's a good group of folks there in general. So that guy was really nice. Um, I had another guy who was like, uh, how old are you guys? And I'm like 20. And he goes, all right, well, if you install this rack for me, if you tweak this, uh, I'll buy you guys some beer. And I'm like, yeah? And he's like, yeah. And I go, sweet. All right. So he came back with, like, two cases of Coors Light. He Came back with a shitload of beer. It was tremendous. And he didn't even need that much work done. But I'm like, all right, I'll get tipped in beer. Yeah, that'll work. I imagine now people probably tip in weed. That's got to be different. That's got to be strange. But, you know, weed's legal. So, but you'd meet good folks here. And I actually really enjoyed this job, much to my surprise. Um, All things considered, it wasn't a bad one. There were, you know, retail headaches. There were, you know, weirdo fucking lunatics and just people who were unnecessarily disagreeable you know, any job is going to have that, but overall, my retail experience was positive. And as a result, I'm never unnecessarily mean to retail people anymore either. So to that end, it's really valuable. And that puts sort of a bow on this phase of my career, right? I mean, we're we're getting to the point where these are more than summer jobs from this point out. I mean, I have a couple more. We'll We'll get through a couple more, but... Manual labor, food service, retail. Those three types of jobs, I think everyone should be required to have. Literally, everyone should have a manual labor job, a food service job, and a retail job. I think our society would be much, much better if we all had to have those experiences. It's almost like uh, like a military draft, but it's an employment draft. So, okay, you're going to do your tour of retail now. Or you're going to go do your manual labor tour now. And I think we build empathy. And as you know, I've been beating this drum for a long time. That is the entire point of my show. And that's why, in a lot of ways, it's very therapeutic to do this series with you. So thank you for indulging me. Uh, It's a pleasure. It really is. Now then, let's play the outro. John of All Trades podcast is a production of Deft Communications. Check out Deft on the web, D E F T C O M dot U S. Sponsor is Four Degrees, number four, D E G R E dot E S. Anything you're doing online, on the web, Four Degrees will help you do it in an optimal way. Whether it's building a campaign, doing social media marketing, social media advertising, building a website, whatever it is, Four Degrees is the firm that you need to call to get your message in front of the people who need to see it most. The number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Hey, if you haven't liked us on social media, please do so. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest. Like, follow, pin, snap. Do all of those things at joat Pod. We'd love to see you there. Also on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search John of All Trades. Hit subscribe. Brand new episodes will come to your listening device without you having to do anything. And in exchange, please give us a rating and give us a review. I'm back here next week with a brand new job. This has been a fun series. I've gotten some anecdotal feedback that people seem to be enjoying it. So if you are one of those folks, thank you very much. Share it on social media. Help us get the word out. Help get more ears to the John of All Trades podcast. It'll be up next Wednesday. Episode previews are teased on Monday on Facebook only. And until then, say goodnight, Gracie. That's good, Johnny.